Welcome back to Pepper Dave's On the Road to Dystopia, your alternative news and information podcast. Remember to prepare your family for a potential financial collapse and taking the mark of the beast. Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. You won't be able to buy or sell without it. Okay, before we get started, we have a few housekeeping items to take care of. Remember to check us out on our website, our Facebook page, and sign up for our newsletter. All the links are in the description below. Also, as always, the content provided here is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical, financial, legal, or professional advice. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before taking any action on any content related to this podcast or any of the links provided. We do not endorse any candidate or political party. All right, we have a lot to cover today, so let's get started. The Fed's determination to raise the key benchmark interest rates despite crippling bank failures and financial sector crisis has drawn a great deal of ire from small (coughs) and mid-sized banks experiencing high levels of withdrawals. These dramatic changes were paralleled by the Biden administration's proposed new taxes, higher taxes. The administration has triggered a global firestorm with new evidence suggesting he gave the order to sabotage the Nord Stream pipeline due to German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's lack of support in Ukraine. Biden is also trying to kill the firearms industry and the Second Amendment as a whole by signing new executive orders and added to this chaos in the USA today's lunacy in choosing a transgender man as its woman of the year. Yep. It was at this point, I guess, that legendary apocalyptic analyst Stephen Quayle suggested that we may very well be headed toward the end of days and this is a scenario featuring global banking meltdowns, tanking economies alongside potential COVID-19 bioweapon vaccine deaths, disabilities, amongst other events such as war in Ukraine. Quail further advises everyone to adequately prepare for seismic changes occurring this month. So let's jump right into it from the Economic Collapse blog. Are they actually trying to crash the economy on purpose? The Federal Reserve unanimously raised key benchmark interest rates to the highest it's been since 2007. This is the ninth consecutive increase aimed at combining or combating high inflation and continues despite banking failures and a growing financial sector. Signs of financial distress are being exhibited by PacWest Bancorp, which has lost $6 billion in deposits since December, yet insists that no additional capital is needed. Okay. With over 4,000 U.S. banking institutions and hundreds more at risk of failing before crisis is averted, tightening credit conditions could greatly impact households, businesses, and employment opportunities, along with the bursting housing bubble causing 12.3% decline since June of 2020. Well, Walmart is also announcing 10 store closures in multiple states due to lack of financial success. This signals an overall downward trend of the economy activity as one of America's largest corporations looks to minimize losses. I don't know. Why were those financial calamities happening in those 10 uh, store closures were the maybe the areas they were in maybe it's the clientele i don't know major retailers are closing locations across the nation preparing for higher interest rates and a decreased economic activity 
Small and mid-sized banks are seeing uninsured money being withdrawn, which reduces credit flow and cash flow in the economy. Our leaders' decision have put the U.S. economy on a course to nationwide suicide, yet most Americans remain blindly trusting of the experts. Yeah, you know, let me reread that one. Our leaders' decisions have put the U.S. economy on a course to national suicide, yet most Americans remain blindly trusting the experts. Yeah, who's the experts, by the way? Why are we trusting them? After all of the things we've seen from the vaccines and COVID and the banking failures, it doesn't matter whether it was all the way from 1929 or 2008 or today. Man, oh man, I don't know why people are still, still trusting the so-called experts. Okay, now according to Red State, Senator Kennedy Rex Janet Yellen, White House during gr- White House uh, grilling during on on U.S. economy. Ugh, let me reread that. Red State Senator uh, Kennedy Rex Janet Yellen, White House during grilling on U.S. economy. Okay, great. Reports of tension on the Biden team concerning Treasury Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has surfaced. Also, we know about Kamala Harris's tensions there. White House advisors have grown wary of Yellen's ability to do her job or inability to do her job due to her bungled response to inflation and the possibility of government bailouts. Efforts to remove her from office were unsuccessful due to President Biden's not wanting to fire a woman in such a high-profile post. There we go, using gender as as, as the highest hiring criteria. Yellen received a grilling during Congress where it was revealed that the Biden administration proposed $4.7 trillion in new taxes. The Treasury Secretary believes the debt level of 109% of the GDP is sustainable and the IRS just needs more resources. She also admitted that they are picking winners and losers when it comes to saving banks which could have a serious impact on your community bank. Despite all this, Yellen claims, hey, the economy is performing very well. <laughs> I, I, this is what I mean. Why are we following these people? Why are people believing these people? I don't care. Republicans, Democrats, white, black, male, female, whatever. All right. Let me just go on to Hal Turner Radio Show. He's always got some good information. On this one, as President of Kenya urges citizens to get rid of U.S. dollars soon. Operation Sandman. All right, President of Kenya called on citizens to get rid of the U.S. dollar holdings as they will become worthless in weeks. This announcement gives credibility to the rumor that 142 countries have secretly agreed to Operation Sandman, which would refuse payment in U.S. dollars and halt U.S. imports and exports. Rumor began when U.S. Congress went into spending spree with no plans to stop, leading countries to realize the U.S. dollar is becoming worthless. Countries saw the U.S. converting its economy to service-based due to business nitwits who pushed for free trade, stripping the country of manufacturing capabilities. Yeah, this is hurting us in more ways than one. It's not just one administration, though. 
Suggestion, people should stock up on essential items like clothing, home goods, tools, and materials while they can, as they may not be available if foreign countries no longer accept the U.S. dollar. Here's another prepper tip. Now, the intel drops suggest that U.S. warns Russia and China over a dollar alternative. Uh-oh, here we go. Treasury Secretary, again, Janet Yellen, has predicted that the U.S. dollar will remain the world's reserve currency. There we go. Do you believe Janet Yellen? Russia and China are attempting to create an alternative international trade system to avoid the U.S. dollar. Yellen believes the goal is tremendously difficult, uh, in quotes, to, for Moscow and Beijing to achieve. I don't know. Do you think it's that difficult for Beijing and Moscow to achieve finding an alternative to the U.S. dollar? We were already losing the petrodollar with Chinese uh, diplomacy between Iran and Saudi Arabia. The yuan also overtook the dollar as the most traded currency on Russia's stock market for the first time ever. In contrast, the share of the U.S. dollar and euro and export settlement dropped significantly last year. So as of February 2021, the U.S. dollar is no longer the most traded currency on the Russian stock exchange. So... According to the Great Recession Block, what does this mean? It's panicking all the way down. The fall of the Credit Suisse Bank due to a combination of internal rot and U.S. banking crisis triggered a contagion concern among investors, leading to Deutsche Bank shares plummeting. The American financial column is crumbling due to increased borrowing from Federal Reserve backstop facilities and liquidity provided by the central bank. Banks are taking advantage of the Fed's liquidity in the wake of turmoil with combining borrowings, borrowing totaling $163 billion in, in the week through March, 2020, or March 22nd. This looks like a lot of borrowing is still happening. A lot of banks are on rocky ground. Money market funds have been scooping up cash, fueled by depositors pulling their money away from the U.S. banks. People are pulling their money out. People are getting scared, and I can't blame them. And we have Janet Yellen telling us how great things are. Banks tapped into the Fed's foreign repurchase agreement facility for the first time since November, amounting to $60 billion in combined usage. Yeah, and if you remember an article from the other day when we were talking about how low the Federal Reserves are on their own financial uh, board. The elite's motivation is what? To protect their overpriced assets by preventing the future from happening. Yeah, the future is a complete collapse. They need to make sure their assets are fine. The collapse of the current system <clears throat> causes innocent people to suffer along with the greedy market riggers, while who? The elite will still benefit. A renewed burst of market enthusiasm was caused by Powell's in implied rate hike may be final. Yeah, and it may not be. We may continue to keep going up and up and up and up. However, this is highly unlikely as inflation is forcing Powell to engage in what? Gimmick, gimmickry, not in solid foundational principles. 
There has been a massive rush of money out of stocks and into cash as people are fleeing for the exits. Prices are being driven up by greater fools. Stagflationary recession, a uh, combination of high inflation and recession, will likely cause an even harder crash than experienced in 2008. QE is unlikely to contribute to consumer inflation due to new money not entering circulation. Even if Fed creates faster rising inflation, it would be legally obliged and obligated to dial back quickly. To dial it back quickly. The crisis isn't going away soon, and the central bank bailouts will not fix it. Rate expectations moving lower are too late for these institutions already fundamentally damaged by the last 12 months of Fed tightening. Banks are starting to collapse at the core, which indicates an implosion of global finance. I don't know. I mean, we just read an awful lot on the banking structure, potential global collapse, the banks collapsing, the dollar collapsing. We also have have another podcast coming up probably this week. On central bank digital currencies and whether or not this collapse is intentional in order to bring it back under the central bank digital currencies under the uh, Bank of International Settlements and the World Economic Forum. We're going to be discussing that in much greater detail. But for right now, people, you've got to understand, like I said, this this is not financial advice. You've got to look at all of the things that are happening to the banks and the markets. Whether the markets are going up, it doesn't matter at this point. It just seems like everybody is scrambling in every single and always. And what happens when panic ensues? Bad decisions happen. And who's going to pay for it? Is it the elites? Is it the people that have $40 billion? Is it the people who have $100 billion? Is it the people, or is it the people that have $10 or $1,000 or even $100,000 in their, in their banks and in their, in their retirements? What happens to your retirement? What happens to your purchasing power? Are you going to be able to go out and buy a brand new snowblower? I don't know. Will the parts be available? Who's going to collapse? Is it China? Is it Russia? Or is it the United States? People, you got to make your own decisions what you're going to do. I know what I'm doing. We are putting some things in the heart of assets, and most of which are appreciating versus depreciating assets. I don't have new vehicles. Our vehicles are older. Matter of fact, we have forever tags, but that's just us. And like I said, this is not financial advice, but we are buying what we need to buy to sustain for some time and have a backup. Whether it's additional refrigerators or snowblowers or, you know, backup heat sources. I mean, that's where we're investing our money. We're investing our money into our own infrastructure. you got to do what you have to do with yours. All right. We're going to move on from the finances. We're going to move over to a little bit of fun news here. And that fun news is, out of RT World News, Seymour Hersh makes a new Nord Stream sabotage claim. 
Seymour Hirsch alleges Joe Biden ordered sabotaging Nord Stream pipelines due to Chancellor German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's lack of support for Ukraine in its conflict with Russia. Yeah, I know that we've claimed many times that, you know, our administration has claimed that, hey, that might have been Russia. Hey, who was it? it was, oh, maybe it wasn't Russia. Who was it? It wasn't us. Who stands to benefit from the explosion of the Nord Stream? I would say it's the United States stands to benefit the most. Why? Petrodollars. And who provides the petro? Since it's not Russia. Hirsch claimed Biden did this to give the U.S. president an option and to warn Vladimir Putin should Russia, when Russia was going to, when Russia was going to invade Ukraine, he threatened him. He argued that Biden's actions have caused a European crisis and will bring a lot of criticism in the coming months. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. I don't know. Have you guys ever watched this guy? He's he's ridiculous. I mean. If this wasn't such a clown show, it'd be funny. Jake Sullivan was alleged as having been part of the initial contact with those asked to destroy the pipeline. I don't know. They probably laughed at him. And they went ahead and did it anyway, I guess. Biden had publicly warned in February of 2021 that if Russia invaded Ukraine, then there would no longer be a Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Then miraculously... There was no more pipeline. Crazy, right? I don't know. You put two and two together. To me, two and two makes four. Now, under the out of the all-news pipeline, I, I like going to these guys. A little difficult to read sometimes, but anyway. America, under the crazy cabal, has achieved peak brain softening. Yeah, people, I mean, people are not reading... They're not reading. They're just not reading the articles. They're buying what the mainstream headlines are telling them. And you know what? Here's what, I, here's what I'll say between the ma- mainstream and alternative. Now, I read, I would say, 98% alternative media sources rather than mainstream media. Now, I will check the headlines myself in mainstream media, but it does appear that there's a, about a two to three... Sometimes a four to five day delay between what I'm getting from the um, alternative media sites that we read and we go over on a daily basis to what's happening in the mainstream media. And when I say mainstream media, I'm talking about Fox News. Some of the stuff never makes it to CNN or MSNBC or NBC or ABC or CBS. Some of the stuff doesn't even make it there. But you'll you'll get a lot of news a lot sooner when you stop looking at and reading the uh, mainstream media don't it does, you can look at the headlines see what the, see what kind of stuff they're putting out but really you can probably get much more in-depth coverage and sooner coverage if you start looking at some of the alternative media sites some of the stuff that we look at now we, we look at probably 60 or 70 a week uh, different alternative media sites but you don't have to go that i guess we do it so we can put it out to you guys anyway America under the crazy cabal has achieved peak brain softening. Allnewspipeline.com. USA Today, choosing a transgender man as its woman of the year is an obvious sign that peak lunacy has arrived and has been achieved in America. Um, Yeah, and then I was reading something or hearing something that um, I guess there was a 
you know, bicycle, you know, there's bicycle racers, there's women's, you know, swimming meets, all of that. And I, I don't understand where are these women's, they should be, we have onesies and twosies, and I'm so proud of them for standing up against the barrage of criticism they'll get for saying, hey, we're women, these are women's sports. Now, I've never been that interested in watching women's sports, but my God, what is going on when we're putting biological males into women's prisons and women's sports? Really? They talk about mansplaining, but you have this happening and this is like celebrated? This is a, this is bizarro world. I, I, I don't even know what else to say. Transgender movement has been harnessed as an instrument for enforcing unreality in society. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I guess it's a way of pitting us against one another by gender, race, religion, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you find that you, you find the box and putting their pitting boxes against one another and destroying us from within. We are divided. We're a divided nation, and I hope we can try and bring it together. I hope, I hope at least individuals can bring it together and realize that they're being used and exploited as tools for the, well, I'm going to say global cabal, as crazy as that might sound. Matthias Desmet proposes that mass formation psychosis, the group hysteria that sets the scene for tyranny, has been pushed by the current administration and results in people being softened up to what? Except increasingly absurd ideas. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, when YouTube started, people were trying to push the envelope. That was, you know, it was seemed a bit absurd and crazy, right? But now those things that they were doing to push push that push the envelope are nowhere near what they're doing now. And this is happening in real time, in real world, and I don't mean just in YouTube world and or in some metaverse. <sighs> maybe maybe this is a simulation. Maybe this is just a weird, bizarro dream I'm having. I don't know. The past lead to totalitarian nirvana, a state devoid of thought or need of thought, where people will be happy with nothing. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Increasingly absurd ideas such as using Ukraine to destabilize Russia and pushing mRNA vaccines are being pushed forward, leading to a wake-up call and anger among the populace. Well, hopefully people are starting to wake up from being woke. Inflation and energy food shortages may lead to prosecutions against those in power and bring about long-awaited hope and change. Yeah, well, you know, people are going to... I've heard this from uh, the pimp daddy. <laughs> Permaculture is my passion. I don't know. I, I like uh, listen to those guys, and um, yeah, it's something he's always talking about, that people won't really make a true effort for change until they're starving to death. And then by then, it's probably too late. Now, get um, per the USA Watchdog, End of Days, Collapse and Calamity by Steve Quayle. Okay. For those of you who don't know Steve Quayle, you really got to go to his site. My goodness, he has his archive site and he does a lot. He, he posts a lot of good stuff on there. Steve Quayle discusses the global blank banking meltdown, tanking economy, CV-19 bioweapon, vax deaths, and disabilities, and war in Ukraine as signs of the end days, according to the Bible. You know, I've been thinking about putting a Revelations um, 
you know, reading of Revelations at the end of these podcasts. I don't know. If you think so, hey, contact us, uh, contact us and, you know, hit, hit the contact button below and then contact us and let us know if you want us to um, start going through the, uh, Re- going through Revelations, you know. I mean, we are kind of, I mean, I don't know what your belief systems are, but we are kind of going through the end times. It does feel like, doesn't it? He predicts an impending collapse of credit cards and transactions along with hyperinflation. Absolutely. And a crash in the housing and automobile markets. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know. I don't know where you live, but have you gone to new car lots? And how many new cars do you see out there? Not very many. And they've had to adapt and do business differently because why? They don't get the cars in. Um, yeah, we're very reliant on uh, our adversary for many, many items. That adversary being China. War with Russia is discussed as a potential reality, and Quail warns that calamity is on its way quickly. Yeah. I, I've had these discussions a lot recently, and I'm taking more of a longer approach than most, but, you know, I don't think it's going to happen within a couple of weeks. But there are people that are worried that everything is going to collapse over the next couple of weeks, and they could be right and I could be wrong. Um, I just think it's going to take a little bit longer, whether or not it takes till October or it takes until 2025. I'm not so sure, but um, I, I'm just taking a little bit longer view of it. And I think you have some time, but not a lot of time to start preparing yourself and your family. That means whether it's firearms before, well, before Biden's executive orders and the ATF wind up making you a criminal. Out of AmericasFirstFreedom.org, what exactly is in Biden's new gun control executive order? Well, you know, this is just one of many chippings away at the Second Amendment. We've seen the First Amendment almost, oh, almost completely collapse. We cannot allow the Second Amendment to collapse. President Joe Biden has signed an executive order expanding background checks and establishing regulations for firearm manufacturers. Now, on its face, some people would say, well, that sounds reasonable, right? Well, if you dig deeper, okay, and deeper, you've got to go two, three, four levels down. You've got to understand what this means. Biden called for universal background checks. What that means is transferring your weapons to your children or buying a private sale from someone else well, no, you know, they're trying to eliminate that. Red flag laws, which means no due process. Somebody accuses you of something, anything that they feel like that they can take your firearms from you, they will. Allowing lawsuits against firearm manufacturers. This is a end around the... Um, Second Amendment, if you can destroy the firearm manufacturers, well, and then you destroy the imports, well, you still have your rights under the Second Amendment, but you can't use them. You can't utilize your rights. So basically, it's a it's a end run around the Second Amendment to destroy the Second Amendment. And banning semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, um, they're going to start with ugly scary guns right you know oh that looks like a weapon of war what's a weapon of war what's an assault rifle what's an (laughs) not an ar 
The intention is to make it more difficult for law-abiding Americans to buy firearms. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And then it goes on to talk about clearing, de- uh, clarifying definitions, who's engaged in business dealings. It talks about preventing former FFLs whose licenses have been surrendered um, from continuing to engage in um, buying or selling any weapon for profit. And if you do that on a, and they don't give, ha- they don't tell you how many, whether it's one or two or twenty weapons that you can buy, and then wind up reselling because um, for profit before you are then considered a violator of the law. Publicly releasing inspection reports of FFL dealers cited for violations. So now they want to dox people. Supporting efforts to modernize and make permanent the Undetectable Firearms Act. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean... I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm a NRA life member. I am very pro Second Amendment, and I feel that the NRA is uh, failing us as well. Even though I'm a life member, and my opinion is, is because of Wayne LaPierre. I don't want to get into the NRA things, but I mean, I like the NRA as an organization. I like the intent of the NRA, but. Um, I think it's time for him to go, and I know why they don't kick him out, because of the golden parachute he has, and he will destroy, take down the NRA with him when he leaves. They should have never allowed those contracts to move forward. The only chance we have now is our... (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because... You know, the only chance we have is for our politicians um, to con- not only condemn, but to um, put in place, and I hate to say, re- restrictions on, you know, barring any, you know, barring your Second Amendment rights in any capacity. But that's what the Second Amendment is for. And we have a judicial system, a judiciary, and an executive branch, as well as legislative branch that, well, in all honesty, the only thing they care about is the money they're getting and where they're getting it from. Guess what? It's not coming from you and I that they care about. We have a very corrupt system. Okay, out of CBN News, a UK preacher reported as a terrorist after disturbing misgendering. Um, he arre- arre- um, he gets arrested, and then he wins a big battle, and after a big legal nightmare. His name was David McConnell. He's a Christian pastor in the UK. and was preaching outdoors when an interaction with a transgender person caused a commotion. Yeah, you know, sometimes it does appear, and I've you know that they're trying, they're intentionally trying to evoke a a, um, a disturbance and a commotion. This pastor, he was arrested after using the male pronoun to refer to the individual and charged under a Public Order Act for a Public Order Act 1986. So, he calls this person a um, a male. I guess the person's a biological male. I guess that's what this means by him being transgender or whatever. Um... Yeah, I'm just, I guess I have to assume. And then he's arrested for calling this person a male? 
We have males and females. So if he's a biological male, he's a male, right? If he's a biological female, if it's a biological female, it's a female, right? Uh, trans does not change your biology, I think, right? Am I correct? You know, I, you know, maybe I'm not the right scientist for this, but and I'm not a scientist, but it just that's the way it seems to me. He was subsequently charged, required to pay. Not a lot, but um, $758 and do 80 hours of community service. But nonetheless, even though the punishment was um, not extreme, I guess, but it's extreme for calling somebody a male, a biological male. Two years later, however, his conviction... Now, here's the good part. Now, I mean, this guy just went through two years of hell. Uh, two years later, however, his conviction was overturned by Leeds Magistrates Court after finding there was no intent to harass the transgender individual. Really? This guy had to go to court and fight this? He had to be convicted and then go to court? Now, he probably already did a $758 and 80 hours of community service, but... The case has raised questions about free speech, I think, about free speech, with McConnell being reported to counter-terror police for persistently and illegally espousing an extreme point of view. Yeah. Um, coming to America. Coming to a city near you, I guess. I, you know, I mean, these people are being weaponized. That's what this is. They're being exploited and weaponized to go against you, to divide families, to divide friends, to divide co-workers, to divide everything in the nation, the very fabric they're being used. You know why? Because as much traction as they were able to get out of trying to divide the United States by race, uh, it didn't actually rise out of the occasion because people kind of saw through it. You know, like, you can only call everybody in the world a racist for just so long before mm, it doesn't mean anything. And then when you start saying, hey, you can only be racist if you're this. You can only be racist if you're that. Or you can't be racist if you're this or that or whatever. And trying to divide people. People saw through it. Or at least a lot of people did. Not everybody, of course. We still have a lot of those race-based um, uh, crimes happening. And uh, they're not usually committed by people that are like you and I, I guess. But Or, you know, and they're committed against a lot against Asians for some odd reason. Not sure why that is, but... Now, according to Harbinger's Daily, at least we have a little bit of a win somewhere here again. A win for parental rights. SCOTUS reverses appeals court ruling for minors' right to abortion. <coughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot to discuss our depopulation that's going on in this, and not just in this country, but in the entire globe, um, whether it's through abortion, forced abortion, sterilization, forced sterilization, or programs like the MAID program in Canada, the medical assistance in, in death, well, medical assistance in suicide, actually. So... They are trying to depopulate the people and make it fashionable to do so. That's what Roe v. Wade was. That's what, I mean, abortion, pushing that, that's what you do, eugenics programs, the euthanasia programs that have been conducted throughout history, is to try and make this stuff fashionable. The sanctity of human life is, well, I'm not going to say meaningless, but... 
I mean, I don't know what's as close to meaningless as, as you can get, but that's where we're at. So we've really got to start standing up. And then if you're protesting, now I'm saying like a protest where, you know, nonviolent, you know, protest, you'll be arrested. If you're protesting in support of being a pro-life person, you'll be arrested. We need to go out in mass and start, I don't know, doing what the others do and how they, they work. But the thing is, the reason that they're able to get by with it and all these other types of rioting is because they're able, they're pushing a narrative and pushing an agenda that the elite want. And there's a good, there's a fight up there with the elites as well. Who's going to win there? And it's, I guess it's a fight between good and evil. Supreme Court vacated appeals court ruling that allowed a minor to seek an abortion without notifying her parents. So they're allowed to they're allowed to become transgender without parental notification. They're allowed to have an abortion without parental notification, but you can't have an you can't get an aspirin from the nurse's office. Uh, you know, they this is an attack on parenthood. Well, Ketanji Brown Jackson was the only justice who dissented. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, she cautioned that to really prevent lawyers from citing the decision as binding precedent in future cases. Of course she won't. Because Missouri's abortion ban required minors to secure written parental consent before obtaining an abortion. Yeah, that sounds right. Parental consent. You shouldn't be having an abortion anyway, and it should be illegal, but nonetheless... At least, at minimum, having parental consent. The case, Doe v. Chapman, was filed by a 17-year-old against Randolph County Clerk Clerk Michelle Chapman for violating her 14th Amendment rights by insisting on parental notification. So you have a a clerk of court who's insisting on parental notification. You get this, this tool of a girl here being used as a tool. Um... 17-year-old girl trying to take down the system, it looks like. Well, she's got support. It's not just her by herself, I'm sure. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals initially contended minor the minor had right to seek an abortion without parental involvement due to precedents set by Supreme Court. Yeah, well, there's a little problem with that because Supreme Court overturned the previous Roe versus Wade decision and subsequently a 2018 case was remanded back with instruction to vacate and dismiss it as moot. Mary Shush of the Family Research Council deems the ruling a win for parental rights. Jackson's record is pro-abortion, yes we know, with previous involvement in NARAL, pro-choice of America, and like other and other like organizations. All right, uh, people, <clears throat> you know what's happening out there. You see it, you read it. I'm hoping you're reading. You need to do much more reading probably than watching. Um, you need to read some good alternative news find at least a couple of news organizations that you trust whether it's this podcast to bring you these stories <clears throat> sign up for our newsletter the, um, the link is in the, in the down below also <clears throat> if you want to you can click on some of other links down there as well and um, anyway go to our site go to our new go to our facebook page while it lasts um, we run a year and a half ban on Facebook. We're back now. So we've been back for 
I don't know, a couple months now. I think we have like, well, we have 31,000 followers, I think, on there. About that. A little under 31,000. <clears> so anyway, sign up. Um, I don't know if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever it is you're listening to this on. You know, subscribe to this um, podcast. But we're going to be doing a few changes, I think. We're going to be going through and um, not only we're going to do the Sunday news like this, okay, today's alternative news and information, but we're also going to wind up taking on certain subjects. Like I said, we got central bank digital currencies coming out. Um, that podcast is mostly written. You know, we have most of our sources in. We have a few more sources to go. But after that, we'll do that one. Hopefully, I get that out this week. Otherwise, we'll see you next time, next uh, next weekend, right back here. And I appreciate I appreciate you guys listening. And believe me, the quality of the sound and the quality of the podcast itself will get better. Um, I am a new I am new to podcasting, so uh, we've been doing we've had a blog and a website for I don't know since about 2015, 2016. But um, the podcasting thing is new, and we're working through that. And soon we'll probably wind up doing video with uh, on Rumble, uh, maybe on YouTube as well, maybe shorts on YouTube because uh, the content probably won't make it. We'll probably be just be str- given strikes anyway. We may do the <clears throat> do the same shorts on Facebook as well, but um, right now we're not set up to do video, so. Just um, we're, like I said, we're going to improve our quality of our audio and quality of the show first. Um, my quality, actually. Um, and I want to thank you guys. All right. Hey, till next time. Enjoy. Love your family. Say say you love your family. Go to your fa- go to your wife, your sister, your daughter, your mother, your father, your brother, your friends, your enemies. Give somebody a hug today that you normally don't give a hug to. Add a hug to your life. And um, reach out. Reach out to those people you aren't talking to. Because you know what? You're going to need them. They may need you. I know it's hard. I have I have people in my life that I have to deal with that I... Well, I really just can't stand. I hate to use the word hate because my grandmother always told me hate only destroys the person that is doing the hating. But... Hopefully I can I can also get by that. Um, whether it's through forgiveness or just tolerance, I'm not so sure. It's not tolerance for lifestyles, it's tolerance of a person. And uh, nobody likes to be disrespected. So, remember that. Prison rules, people. Prison rules. All right. Hey, you guys out here. Love you. Bye.